So I want to read you a Gavaldige Indian in regards to the Heilige Yontav of Hanukkah, Abba Aleinu Latoiva. We'll start off um, here in Yerushalayim, and the rest of the Shurim, I guess, are going to have to come from New York. But we have to start in Yerushalayim. That's where everything begins. Everything begins in Eretz Yisrael, Yerushalayim, Yerakodesh. So I'll mention like this. Let's just start the sugar off, and then we'll be able to continue much easier. There are three people that were stuck in a prison that was like a solitary confinement. You know, there was no light. There was no communication. It was so dark, they could barely even see which one was the fork, which one was the knife, in order to eat with. They had to sort of feel it out. It was, it was, it was pitch dark. It was darkness. It was horrible. And uh, two of them managed, and one of them just couldn't manage. He just couldn't do it. Every day, he couldn't figure out how to eat. He couldn't figure out how to do stuff. So they figured out a plan. What they're going to do is, it's going to take a long time, but they'll figure that eventually it will work. They'll take a spoon, and slowly they will chip out the wall of the prison, and they will create, eventually, a little hole, and that hole will go to the outside, and that will bring in a little bit of light, and that will change the whole situation, because they can't be bothered helping them anymore, which was the fault, which was the knife, how to eat, whatever. And they did it, and it took many, many months, until eventually they managed, and they got a little bit of light in there. And that light changed everything, because that light enabled all of them, and especially he who wasn't able to uh, cope on his own with the darkness, he was able to see because a little bit of light within a tremendous amount of darkness can change so much. The Yontav of Hanukkah, Rabbi Isai, is exactly that. The Yontav of Hanukkah, the Svas Emes, writes such a Mordeki Yisoyit. Says the Svas Emes, Hanukkah Tofresh Mem Dalad. Hanukkah and Purim are extremely, extremely chavit to the Rabbi Nishalaylam. Why? Because Chazal were massacring them. And even in the bitter Golis, and it's so difficult that we're living in a situation where we don't see the Rabbi Nishalaylam in such an open way, unless you're looking for him. Then you see him, obviously. But in the dark, bitter Golis, in the winter when it's cold, when it's raining, when it's dark, when the light goes away early, it gets sometimes a little bit depressing. So this verse, MS, Hanukkah can uplift the person. And that's why it's so chavit to the Rabbi Nishalaylam. The Loshan of the Rambam. In Hilchus Hanukkah, Perik Dalad Alocha Yebeis, Mitzvah Nech Hanukkah, Mitzvah Chavivi Admoi V'Tzorich Adom Lezabo. Where else do we find such a lashon in the Rambam that it's so chaviv? It's a yomtov which is so dear to the Rabbanu Shalom. It's such a gavaldig opportunity that we have, and we have to understand why. What is so gavaldig about Hanukkah? It's a drabbanon. It's not a daraisa. It's not one of the shalosh regalim. It's not written in the Torah. Why is it so chavid? What is the chashivas of Hanukkah that Be'ez HaShem, hopefully every single one of us can tap in to the greatness, into the light, into the awe that it represents? The Chadush HaRim, the Ger Rebbe brings from the Gemara, the Gemara says, Psilos v'shmonim she'ein madlikim ben b'shabas madlikim b'chanukah. Right? Those of you that have Ashkenaz are familiar with this from Bama Madlikin. Those of you that have Sfad, I guess you'll have to learn the Mishnayis. But I'll kaponim, the Maisa wicks and various lighting equipments that cannot be used on Shabbos because there is a fear that you may come to tamper with them and be over on Shabbos, you are allowed to, allowed to use them on Hanukkah. That's the din. Says the Chedush Arim, this the Remez over here, that <coughs> Nefesh is the Rosh Tevis, Shemen, Psilois, Ani, Ane. Says the Chedush Arim, says the Gera Rebbe, 
that a nefesh, a soul, that wasn't able to be madlik throughout the entire year, finds it difficult to connect, finds it difficult to get a relationship with the Rabbi Yishlan, Hanukkah, everything can change. Hanukkah has that opportunity that we have to understand everything about it. The Revolba, Zatzal, used to call Hanukkah Chag HaChizuk. It's the yontav that a person can gain a tremendous amount of chizak. And as we always say, if we don't understand it, we're not going to be able to tap into it. So that's why today I just want to give a little bit of introduction. I'm sure we'll hear a lot more about Hanukkah in the next coming days, a week to go, whatever. So we have to get a little bit into the idea to understand what are we doing and to tap into it. So what exactly is the chizak of Hanukkah? What is the grace of Hezek of Hanukkah? People talk about it, tzaddikim are talking about the Svarim HaKadoshim, are busy with the Yisoyed of Hanukkah being the highest Yontav. What is so gewaldic about Hanukkah? So I give you a marshal. They say that the, this is already in our times, basically the Chovetz Chaim ran out of Russia just before it was too late. So I have to leave Russia. Before the war was getting, who knows, in which direction it was turning, I am going to leave Russia before it gets too late. Besayf Yomov, at the end of his lifetime, they say, B'Shem Mechavetz Chaim, that he had charata, that he didn't get an army of 50 people and tried to fight the Russians. So he said that. And somebody in the crowd smiled like, okay, that's cute, Rabbi Chavetz Chaim. You and 50 guys. We, we can see you, you know, attacking the Russian army. And the Chavetz Chaim says, that doesn't mean we would have won. But it means we would have tried. And that trying will weaken the koyach of the satan. If you think about it, make a cheshvan, what happened at the time of the Chashmanoyim, any of you that are familiar with Rashi and Vezay Sabrocha, by some Chashtoyim, we talk about this, the cheshvan that you can make, what they were trying to fight when the Chashmanoyim were fighting at the time of the Hanukkah, Nais, was, was unimaginable. It didn't make any sense. Rashi brings down Vezay Sabrocha, it was 13 people against 30,000 people. Now, if you know anything about Greek philosophy... The way the Greeks would fight was a very, very interesting way. They would put themselves in squares, right? They were sort of the, 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 you know, the army, the soldiers would put themselves in these squares, and then they would do the right spears, and then they would throw spears in every direction because they were in a square. So the other side, right, the enemy, wouldn't know what's going on. What direction are they coming from? Where they, you know, because obviously the way that the spears come in is the way that you can figure out how to fight back. But they had no idea how to fight back. Because they fought in such a way that it was almost impossible for anyone to know where they were coming from in order to know how to fight back. We're dealing with the Russian army over here, and yet the Hasmonaim did the most incredible thing. They went out and they fought. You know, the Beisosov has a famous kasha. I'm sure we'll hear many, many answers over the next couple of weeks of the most famous Beisosov. There are whole forum written about the Beisosov's kasha on Hanukkah. Why are there eight days of Hanukkah and not seven days of Hanukkah? Right? Many, many different things. Because the, the Nase was seven days, right? So many, many, many answers. One is that they found the oil. So someone is saying, Pshat, the maid of the nation was that they went out to fight. Why would you even go out to fight? Why would you even try something that you're not going to be able to be matzliach? But they went out and they fought. They tried. They did their bit. Like the Gemara tells us, and we'll learn about this, Be'ez HaShem, to Machoikas in the Gemara, to Shail in the Gemara, Lalach and Amaisa were mekel, Kovsa in Zakukla. That means that if the Hanukkah menorah goes out, if you light the candles, in a way obviously that it could have stayed lit, and it goes out, you don't have to relight it. Why? Why not? I want a menorah. I just spent money on the oil and the wicks and I want it to be there, I want it to be lit. Because we'll talk about halacha, we'll talk about it a different time. But the halacha in the Gemara is you do not have to relight it. Why? Because the whole side of Hanukkah is to try. 
That's the Yisoyed. And that's the Chizik that a person can get from Hanukkah. He just tries. What is the difference between Purim and Hanukkah? What's the Maitre, the difference between Purim and Hanukkah? On Purim, we know that there's an Indian for a person, Indian is Halacha, for a person to have a Suda. Right? It's one of the mitzvahs, Ayoim. You sit down and you have a meal. That's what we do on, on Purim. Why? Why do we have a meal? Because we got saved. So we thank the Rabbi Shalom. Wow. We got saved. We got saved from Homan. We got saved from all the Rishayim over there. We're going to sit down and have a Suda. Hanukkah, do we have to have a Suda? You can have a Suda. There are more things down. About you sing Shivas with Shmachos. You say Tivet Torah. Suda's mitzvah. Beautiful. But is there a din? Is there a mitzvah Suda on Hanukkah? No. Why not? There's a din halal. But not Suda. Why? Why? Because on Hanukkah, we got our Ruchnius back. We got our, our Nefesh. They weren't trying to kill us in a physical way. They were trying to kill us in a spiritual way. Whereas by Purim, they were trying to kill us completely in a physical way. Rabbi say. How do you know when to get up and fight, which is what they did by Hanukkah, and how do you know when you don't get up and fight, which is what happened by Purim? They didn't make an army. What, by Purim they got an army? Did they get up and say, right, Rabbi Sechlal, so let's go. We're going into the palace. We're going into Achashverosh. We're going to march in the palace. We're going to do everything. We're going to battle the They didn't do that. They made the game Tzvila. That's true. Esther fasted. Klalisol fasted. But they didn't get up and fight. How do you know when to fight? And how do you know when not to fight? And the answer is, says Rabbi Chaim is that when the Rabbi gives you an Nisoyen, he doesn't want you to say, listen, I have an Nisoyen. I'm just going to go to bed now. Hope it goes away, and I'll wake up tomorrow morning, and everything will be great. He wants you to fight. He wants you to get up and fight. When the Neshama is being challenged, when there's an Nisoyen to Yiddishkeit, when there's an Nisoyen to your actual being as the essence of a Yid, to your Neshama, it's not enough just to say, okay, we'll say capital dinner and go weiter. You've got to get up physically and fight. Because that's what they did on Hanukkah. That's exactly what they did on Hanukkah. And that teaches us that you say, it says to Abchayim Shvalevitz, the Rebbe saved us on Hanukkah. How do we know when you get saved because the Rebbe wants to save you or the Rebbe has to save you? After all, the Rebbe is not going to kill all of Gal Yisrael. The Rebbe wants to keep us. So the Rebbe has to keep us. The Rebbe can never destroy us. So how do we know when the Savior that we have is because the Rebbe wants to save us? And how do we know it's because the Rebbe has to save us? When we get a kiss. When you get a kiss, you know it's because the Rebbe wants to save you. What he brings is when you see a lady who's bathing a baby. How do you know it's the mother? Or maybe it's just, you know, the living... The people over there, the cleaner, the au pair, the person that lives in the house that helps out the mother. Maybe she's giving a bath to the baby. How do you know which one it is? Both, both women are doing the same thing. The answer is, when the, when the mother takes the baby out of the bath, she gives the baby an extra kiss. When somebody else does it, love Dafka. Maybe they won't. When you get an extra kiss, then you know that it means that the Rabboni Shalom wants to save us. The Rabboni Shalom, when it came to the nace of Hanukkah, didn't just save us. But he saved us in a way that there was an extra kiss. The Rebunshev didn't have to give us the oil. He didn't have to give us the miracle of the oil lasting for many more days. But he gave us an extra ahav, the extra love. I'll tell you a Maisa. Modika Maisa, true story. Cousin of mine lives in Sirotskin. And then, uh, quite a number of years ago, he's a Boki Bishas, a Poiskin, Balper, Shonim, Vachonim included. Unbelievable Tamat Chochem. 
his daughter was diagnosed with a terrible illness, Rahman al Islam. And he, I went to go visit them, and uh, he had to go traveling to Bnei Barak to the hospital the whole time. She eventually was nifter from, from this illness, Rahman al It was very, very sad. But at the time when she was ill, he said to me the following. He said, do you know how many times I felt the love and the warmth of the Rabbi Nishalaylam? And he gave me one example. He had to get to Bnei Barak. He had to take his daughter to Bnei Barak. She wasn't able to go on a bus. She was hardly able to walk. So he, he took her down the stairs in his apartment in Sorotskin and came to the street of Sorotskin. There happened to be a car passing by. Pulled down the window. Where are you going? Do you need a ride? He said, well, I'm probably going somewhere where you're going. I need to get to Bnei Brak. Perfect. I'm also going to Bnei Brak. I'm almost on the way to Bnei Brak. Come in the car. He couldn't believe it. He got all the way to Bnei Brak. He got into the hospital. They stayed there for how many hours they needed to stay there. On the way back, he's thinking, okay, I'm going to get to Yerushalayim. Again, he, was, he couldn't afford a, a taxi. To get a, a bus was very, very hard because, you know, she couldn't walk exactly on and off the bus. So what am I going to do? Someone was calling around in the hospital. Does anybody need a ride to Yerushalayim? I'm going to Yerushalayim. He said, boom. The Rebbein Shalom, he said to me, this is what he said to me. It's a hard thing to say. He said, Xerah is Xerah. The Rebbein Shalom wanted, that's, that's what the Rebbein Shalom wanted. We have no time on the Rebbein Shalom. Oh, but the Rebbein Shalom did it with love. The Rebbein Shalom did it with an extra warmth. And that is the Yisoyed of Hanukkah. The Yisoyed of Hanukkah. If we tap into this, if we think about this, it's as Revolver, as Atzal said, it's the Chaga Chizuk. A person can gain such tremendous chizak from the Chag, from the Yontav, the Heilige Yontav, the Kedusha of Hanukkah. Because it's all about trying. It's all about trying your bet. Chavza ein Zokaklar. As the famous Moshal goes, that they made a competition. Whoever gets up to the top floor of this 100-story building will win whatever it is. So, so many people started running and they go up the staircase and after 10, 15, 20 floors, everyone's like, I can't go right there. It's impossible. And everyone's trying, 25, 30. One guy makes it to the top. I couldn't believe it. How do you do it? I'm the best athlete. I run every day. I can't do this. How do you do this? So listen, I just tried. And I figured out I'm going to try one more floor. And I was on the 24th floor. I said, I'm doing one more. I can't. I'm going to collapse. I'm going to do one more. And he did just one more. On the 25th floor, there was an elevator that took him all the way to the top. Sometimes a person just has to try a little bit. You know, we imagine Mesiris Nefesh to be fasting all day, as the tzaddikim used to do, roll around in the snow. That was Mesiris Nefesh. Oh, but for us, Mesiris Nefesh could be waking up on time, waking up a few minutes earlier for Shachris, staying a bit longer for Seder, <coughs> staying a bit longer with the Tzvelen on, having Kavona during Omeni Rabba, whatever it is, that little bit of Mesiris Nefesh, that little bit of trying, could be something that brings so much light that it pushes away all of the darkness. And that's what the Chag of Hanukkah, that's the Yom of, of Hanukkah. I'll tell you, Mordecai, my son will end with this. On the first night of Hanukkah, the Heiliger of Dovin Metelna, unbelievable tzaddik, unbelievable yet. So he was about to light the menorah. You can imagine hundreds of Hasidim were standing around him, watching and following his every move, as he's about to light the menorah. And the Rebbe turned to one of the Hasidim, and he called him over. And in front of everyone, loud, he said, your wife is short, isn't she? And, he didn't know what to say, everyone's listening, no, the Hasidim are there. Why was the Rebbe asking such a kasha, at such a hosh of a heiliger time? What does this mean? He continued, and he said, when you want to speak to your wife, what do you do? You have to bend over, you have to bend down, in order to talk to her. Without waiting for an answer, Rav David went and lit the menorah. And lit the menorah. 
Everyone was, I was bewildered. What happened? What did the Rebbe just do? What's Pshat? So the Rebbe's great nephew, Ramad Chadov of Hansteipel, was there at the time. And he turned around to the Olim and he said, Rabbi, I want to explain. I want to explain what happened over here. He said, the Gemara tells us that the Shechina never descends lower than ten Tzvachim from the ground. Everything Kadosh should be ten Tzvachim. Anyone that's familiar with Inyanim, for example, of Sukkah, that it has to be at least ten Tzvachim. And many other examples. The one exception is Hanukkah. The one exception is the Menorah. Because over here, when it comes to the Shechina descending on Hanukkah, it descends lower than ten Tzvachim. That Arizal brings down that this is the root of the Gemara's Yisoyed is that a person's wife is short, he has to bend down and talk to her. It says that Rizal, it doesn't only mean a physical male and female husband and wife, but it refers to the relationship between the Rabbi Nishlonim and ourselves. That however low we may be, however far we've fallen, the Rabbi Nishlonim comes down on Hanukkah, as low as it is, and talks to every single one of us, and wants to have that relationship, and build that light within the darkness that we have. Have a wonderful day.